Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Pretty Mental family, welcome back. We are so excited to share today's podcast guest with you because I am a long, long, long time fan and follower of Noelle. And I know that you guys will love her just as much as we do. And just as much as my mom does, my mom introduced me to Noelle, as you'll hear in this podcast episode. Yes, there were so many juicy informational pieces to this podcast conversation. This is definitely one that I'm going to be listening back to a few times over and probably with a pen and paper to take some notes. So, yeah. And we talk a lot about mental, spiritual, physical healing. So, for everyone who is new into like diving into the physical nutrition world, some of this information might be like, oh my God where do I even start as you'll hear us talk about in the podcast, but just take it slow. None of this. I mean, take it from someone who's been on this journey her whole life. Like for the longest time I wanted to speed through everything. Cause I was just like, so ready to be healed and to be, have my body functioning perfectly amazing again. But you do realize the whole turtle metaphor, the slow turtle wins the race. Like that is so for real when it comes to your physical health and with a lot of things mental in life. health and mental health. Yeah. I so, think we're all, Take it slow. Yeah, I think we're all just relearning um, what, how to actually move through life and that nature evolves at a very patient pace. And this whole journey and everything you guys will probably come across on Pretty Mental is going to be repeating that theme in many different ways. Yes. And with that Pretty Mental family, take in a deep breath with us. And tune in. We open up ourselves. We open up our hearts. We ground in for whatever messages want to come through. Calling in our most true selves, our most authentic selves, for the highest healing of ourselves, for everyone who listens to this episode, for everyone in our community, everyone they come in contact with, and for the highest healing of the planet. We open up ourselves for all the truths that want to come through, for all the love that wants to come through, for all beings from corner to corner of the universe. We ground in, the portal is open. Hello. Hi. Welcome Hi. to Pretty Mental. Thank you so much for having me. You don't even understand. I could explode. <laughs> I'm so happy and excited that you're on here because my mom introduced me. Our mom introduced me to you. You must know her. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you don't. 
There's no way you don't. My mom makes herself known to all that she, to all the humans she loves. Um, and you've helped us so much, so much. So my mom is literally constantly sending me like all your stories, all of your stories all the time, every day, every time a new product comes out, every time a new everything. So yeah, she's I mean, really sweet. Um, I connected with your mom while I was pregnant. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So she's been like, you know, she was there when we kind of like launched our business and everything. And she was like one of our first customers. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah so I mean, my I mom, she's an OG Noel fan. Yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> and I remember actually one of the, one of the first products I bought from you around a few years ago, I, the, the something about it was order number like one, 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 one or something like that. <laughs> Yeah. I remember I DM'd you and I'm like, okay, synchronistic. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What what I love about you so much is that on your page you talk about, I mean, everything. To me, I think everything. Mm-hmm. Nutrition, you talk about mindset, digestion, fertility. You talk about, and this is one that I really, really resonate with, is deconstructing the programs that have been taught to us around mindset and around health that have been sold as really helpful, but have actually been really harmful. Yeah. Yeah. And I would love if you could introduce yourself and give a bit about your journey and how you got to where Mm -hmm. you are now. Yeah. So now I am a stay at home mom (laughs) and I care for our one and a half year old son, but my husband and I started our, um, pro-metabolic beauty care company, uh, just kind of like on a whim, actually, that was never really the plan. We're both um, holistic healthcare practitioners, and we um, combined to create courses together. And uh, we started the business just like kind of for fun, as like, for me, really was like a fun um, project to uh, make skincare products. (laughs) And then it kind of just took off. And we had all these ideas of creating supplements for supporting your thyroid and your metabolic health, like to go in conjunction with our courses. But our idea was like that we would kind of be like a faceless brand. Like we, you know, I wasn't going to be like the forefront of it, but it just formed organically, which is really cool. So now at this point in time, like I kind of just do more of like the online marketing just and teaching through my page and then my husband does all the work for our business which is really great because I'm just 24 7 with our son and it would just be impossible for me to do any of the other work um but how I really how we got to that point um is through (laughs) many many years of schooling and practices and um really what was the catalyst for my journey was my own health struggles, which started when I was 13. Um, I, I was extremely healthy. Um, I was a competitive rower in high school. I was second in the nation in my weight class. I was like an extreme athlete, which is cool, but also was very detrimental to my health and probably attributed to my health issues. Um, it was like overnight that I got sick. Um, I started to have issues with digestion. I couldn't digest certain foods. I had like spells of extreme vomiting over. I'm not even, I mean, it could have been triggered by food. It could have been triggered by stress. 
Um, and then ultimately, after a few years of trying to figure out what was wrong, I was diagnosed with a rare kidney disorder called Gittleman syndrome. And although like at the time I accepted that diagnosis um, in terms of like, okay, well, here's like a starting point for us to kind of look at like what is wrong. I never really labeled myself as that because I knew that that wasn't it. I was like, I don't think this is it because I, you know, after being diagnosed and being put on medication, I decided to wean myself off the medication and um, heal my body just through foods. And then it worked. And so when I brought that to my kidney specialist as an idea, uh, she said that would never work. You know, that's just not the way that the disease works. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try it anyways. And so I did. And, and now I don't, I mean, I, I don't take any medication. I've like completely healed that part of me. Um, so that was really the catalyst for me diving into holistic health. And that was, you know, at the age of, of 13. So I had been studying Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine from that point, and then holistic nutrition. So I went to school for Ayurvedic medicine, um, holistic nutrition, and then I, I kind of worked my way through that field, kind of deciphering what was true by applying it to myself and then also working with clients and seeing like, okay, this is not actually, this does not make sense, you know? And so I dove into bioenergetic nutrition, which is kind of what people know as like pro-metabolic eating. That's really just bioenergetic nutrition. Um, and I dove into physiology and biology and I became um, a functional nutritional uh, therapy practitioner and went to school for the bioenergetic nutrition. Um, I got root cause protocol certified through Morley Robbins program, which is really focused on minerals and how the minerals affect the body. Um, and so I worked my way through those different teachings and applying that knowledge to my body and myself to come to what you know as my platform today and the information that I share today. So I take a very well-rounded approach to it because I have that experience. And I think that there's a lot of wisdom from all those different um, modalities of healing. But ultimately, I think it comes back to really understanding your physiology and your biology as humans. And once you have that understanding, you can really navigate food and lifestyle with much more ease. And you can also get to the root cause of a dis-ease in the body or some sort of imbalance. Um, so <laughs> it's a it's a long story, but that's kind of the shortened version of how I got to where I am. Um, also during that time, I experienced like a lot of crazy things. Like I had um, a cancerous tumor removed from my head, um, skin cancer. I had, um, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's with PCOS. I had a cyst the size of a grapefruit removed from my left ovary and then half of my left ovary removed. Um, I had an insane reaction to the HPV vaccine and I lost all four of my front teeth. Most people don't know that, but, um, oh yeah, four of my front teeth are fake. <laughs> um, they were, I had 
an infection that happened after the vaccine in my sinus cavity that was working its way towards my brain. And so they, it also eroded the bones in the front of my teeth from the inside. And so they pulled my teeth and cleared the infection. So I've had a lot of insane experiences with all these different kind of um, Western ways of like, quote unquote, healing the body. Um, so I'm not against Westernized healing. I just think that there's like a time and place for things. And it's mostly in an emergency situation. I'm grateful that like, I was able to save my life by, you know, removing my teeth, I guess, but also not grateful that there was a cause to that. <laughs> and, um, unfortunately I was like underage at that time. So I didn't really have like a say in whether or not I wanted like the vaccine. That was something that my parents had decided. Um, and my school, I went to public school, my school enforced. So, you know, looking back on my, my life in that way, I'm like, this could have easily been avoided. But, um, I think all that kind of stuff is just a lesson, you know, a lesson to you, to me, um, and, how the decisions that we make every single day really do impact like our entire life and our future. And that is why I really do focus on, you know, lifestyle so whole, wholeheartedly um, because people don't want to take responsibility for their choices. They just want to like, be like, well, it's, it's out of my hands. And from my experience, it's all in your hands in that way. Um, you, you know, even it depend. It doesn't matter what your spirituality is, what your religion is. Um, you still are like in the driver's seat of your body, and you are given these gifts, and it's on you to use those gifts. You know, um, and yeah, I think that that's kind of like the message of my whole platform is really to take responsibility for yourself, like learn your body you know, understand like cause and effect of the body and live with much more ease once you have that knowledge. And I, I think it's really hard for people because they don't want to learn all that stuff and they don't want to take responsibility for it. But if we start teaching kids at a really young age, it's, it's super easy. Like mm. my son is going to have no problem figuring out what to eat. He's not going to have a problem like with any of these things because he's going to have this knowledge like ingrained in him from, from birth, you know? Uh, and unfortunately in our, in, in our kind of <laughs> age group, we are, we're going through it. We're healing from all this trauma. We're healing from um, the poor choices that we've made that our parents have made. And um, it, it kind of takes a long time to heal from that. But the good news is, is like we are, if we decide to take that responsibility, we're setting ourselves, our children up for a lifetime of ease. And I think that um, from in my platforms specifically, I, I, that's what I want women to do and understand is like, okay, you might have to heal a little bit longer and this might take you some time, but your children are going to be free of this, you know, like you're doing the work for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I know I just took you on like a totally crazy road of my, my journey and my purpose here, but um, yeah, that's kind of uh, how I got to where I am. It's just through those crazy experiences and um, applying all of what I learned in all the different programs that I took and 
you know, studying that I did and seeing how it worked out with myself and my, um, my own practice, which I don't have anymore, but I did have like a brick and mortar, um, uh, business like where I had I saw clients and I did Reiki for them and facials and herbal supplements and diet and lifestyle things and um, I had decided that I wasn't going to do that anymore and that's kind of why my husband and I started um, our joined our practices together and did like the online courses so I could be a full-time mom wow oh my gosh wow (laughs) I thank you for sharing all of that and you've been such a light for me during my own health journey. I've been, I mean, our listeners know since I was 15, I've also been just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with my body because crazy symptoms. And I would also have every doctor tell me you're good. You're healthy. You're fine. I had one gynecologist tell me when I didn't get a period for a year, she was like, you're so lucky. Periods are very annoying. I manipulate my birth control to not get a period. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just things that we, so I was like, okay, I'm good. And I remember having in the back of my head, I'm like, I I think this technically means I'm infertile. (laughs) And (laughs) I know that's something that I don't really care about right now, but will worry about one at one point in my life. But then I was like, but the doctor says I'm fine. So let me keep going. And then you keep getting these symptoms, these symptoms until you can no longer, you have, you have to face them. And we kind of, I mean, you telling your story, I want people to like really, really hear everything (laughs) that you said, the amount of pain that you must've been going through, because although you're like, it turns into a happy ending. Like, what was that time like of just figuring, like literally scrap grabbing an air, trying Um, to understand it was insanely traumatic. Uh, I've gone through things I think like most humans should like never experience. And I know that pain and trauma is like different for everyone, but I also know that like what I went through was like inhuman and I felt like an experiment. And I guess that's why, you know, like I take a very gentle approach with people because I do understand like everyone's pain Uh, threshold is different and you do need to be gentle with people who are hurting and who are in pain but I also kind of am like very firm with um (laughs) you know how I speak to people because I need people to understand um that it's like on you to make it through it like no one's gonna like help you through it um and for me that was like a harsh reality I like I said I went from like an extremely like healthy young woman to having like just these insane experiences. Like when I had um, my surgery through the cancer on my head, like I was awake during that. I was awake and they just numbed me. And that was so crazy. (laughs) It was so crazy. Um, It was like an eight hour surgery. And I thought that like my face would never be the same after that too. Like I thought like they had to like cut like a portion of my head, my scalp out and um, they had to stretch it and pull it forward. So like my face wasn't like cockeyed. Um, A lot of people always ask me if I got like a facelift because they see like a scar that I have right there. I'm like, no, (laughs) I mean, like, I guess unintentionally on one side, (laughs) Um, but yeah, that, that was very, uh, scary. There were times where I just thought like, I just, I just want to be normal. Like, I just want to have like normal people problems. I just want to worry about like boys and 
like, what am I going to do with my life sort of thing? Because at that age and during that time, which is my, my late teens and my early twenties, I just like, didn't think I was going to live, you know? Um, so that, that's very traumatic, especially also the thing with my teeth. That's something like I'm still going through, like what I, the piece that I have right now is a temporary piece. Um, it's like, it's, it's per- permanently like in my mouth, but it's not like the official, like, like teeth that I'm going to have. Um, and it's taking me years to like find somebody who is like competent enough to, uh, kind of fix what they did in an emergency situation. Uh, so that to me, like, that's like kind of my like (laughs) insecurity, like my soft spot of, of me where I'm like kind of still working through that. Um, but it just makes you really appreciate the little things in life. And I think that's kind of, um, why I talk so much about those things because I just know like what it feels like to be in a situation where you just don't know if you're going to make it out of it and so I I really do encourage people to kind of like seize the day but not in a fake way like I don't think you should do that you know you shouldn't like pretend positive um, but truly really look and like oh awaken yourself to notice all those great things. And that's how I also like get through motherhood (laughs) because it's hard. Like I don't have help. I don't, I mean, my husband helps me, but I don't have like family where we live. We don't have like a big community, uh, which is something that we are working on trying to build. But uh, like, I don't have people coming over, like helping me with meals or like helping me cook or doing any of those things. And um, my son is an extremely energetic like he he started walking at eight months old like he talks already like he's just he's just beyond anything like I thought that I would because his mom is too healthy (laughs) (laughs) I know it's like I mean I'm I'm not you know I'm I'm so happy for it and so grateful but at the same time like you know it can get overwhelming because I'm like okay I just like need a minute to like catch up on all these other things like I need to do and um my past really helped me reflect on my present time, which is to slow down and to just appreciate it. Cause he's only going to be little for so long. And, um, it's okay. If like the laundry just sits there for a couple of days, like it's not the end of the world. Like they're closed, you know, like we're fed, everyone's like healthy, like we're good, you know, let's focus on like being outside, being in the sunshine. And, and I think that, a lot of moms especially can like get caught up in all of that. And they're just like, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Like I'm not doing enough, but really it's all in your head. You know, it's all in, it's all in you. Like no one's there like being like, you have to do your homework, you know, <laughs> it's you who's doing that to yourself. And so I think that my journey has really helped me through those like times where I get in my own head and I'm like, you know, overwhelmed with motherhood. So yeah, that was a traumatic time in my life. I would never want to go back to it. <laughs> and it was also really hard for me because I didn't share with anyone what was going on. So especially in high school, like a lot of people would like talk and just like, you know, just gossip about what was going on with me. Like I missed school for like a whole year, you know, like I lost like most of my hair, like no one like knew what was happening um, to me. And it was hard to, not to kind of give my story. And I, I struggle with that now too, because, you know, there's always stuff floating around on the internet and people talking crap about you. (laughs) 
and I struggle with like not being able to defend myself. But um, I just think that when you're honest and true and um, you're, you're telling the truth, you don't need to be insecure about what somebody else's lie is, you know? And so I always remind myself that uh, through it all, because I think that's the hardest part with being ill, not being able to say like, Hey, actually that's not what is going on. And I'm in a lot of pain, you know, and I, and I know that a lot of people struggle with that because you can't really tell everyone what's going on with your life. Um, and now my life is on such display <laughs> for like everyone to see, which is why I keep things like very private, um, like certain things, which I used to not do. I used to like share so much more when I had like a very small account. Um, but as it grew, I was like, okay, there's, I'm being exposed to a lot more people and I need to like keep my sanctity there. Mm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. There, there's so I, uh, many. Oh no, go on. <laughs> there's so many people on so many energies coming at you. Like I always think about, I'm like, let me just DM Noelle a question. I'm like, she's not going to see this. There's no way. And then you get back to me. I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like a goddess every time you get back to me. Um, also no pressure ever. Cause I really cannot imagine what it's like having that much. I don't have not even a 10th of how many followers you have. And I still have so many unread DMS. Yeah. And I it, get like thousands a day, especially as a health account. Like it's so much more. And I try my best, like even if I had an assistant answering the messages, like we wouldn't get through them all, you know? Um, but the people who DM'd me and were following me from like when I had a smaller account are lucky because that shows up for me. And hey. like I take my, <laughs> yeah, I take my time to like, I usually do it in the evening time, but I, I usually voice message people back that helps me go through it quicker because I just like, I can be cooking and like, I can voice message them back their you know, their question. Um, and I do really enjoy that part of it. Cause I really like connecting with other people. And, and I think that, um, everyone like needs that one-on-one attention, you know, and I, I miss being able to do one-on-one work with people. It's just like, I would never have like the capacity to do it. And with our plans to have a lot of kids, like, no, (laughs) I don't know how that works. Yeah. That's it's wild dynamics to, to balance, um, the, the internet world and then the personal life and also having more of a public image and yeah, boundaries really come into play there. Absolutely. Yeah. I want like, you have a baby, you have a, this giant platform, you have your own life (laughs) to take care of. How do you balance all of that? Um, a lot of it just comes with like the fact that I live a very slow paced lifestyle. Like I don't commit to like social things. Like my husband and I don't eat out. Like we don't engage in entertainment and it's not because it's like uh, we just don't, we don't like that, I guess. Like, it's just like not our preference, you know, like, um, I'm more of the person who's like a couple close friends, not like a huge amount of people that like I socialize with. I'm not like a social butterfly in that way. Um, and I think that helps a lot because like that allows me to have time for like my family and my husband and my son and, and then my platform of people. Um, but yeah, I, it was tricky in the beginning, I'd say, because especially when Oleg was born, because that threw like a whole nother element to it, like a third party of a person into my life. Um, I, 
I was like, how am I going to answer people and create content? And now I just like schedule around Olex sleeping, um, which is a little bit challenging for me because we, we co-sleep and usually he contact naps. Like <clears throat> today it, it took like 40 minutes for me to get him down for a nap because I have to like lay there and then usually like he'll wake up. Sometimes if I'm lucky, he won't wake up. Now that he's getting older, he will kind of nap by himself a little bit more. Um, but that's usually the time that I take to like answer messages, create content. Um, and then throughout the day, like instead of posting to my stories, like throughout the day, I just take photos or videos just on my phone and like don't even open the app. And then at the end of the day, I like upload everything, mm. which is helpful for me because I don't have to like be on Instagram. I can just kind of, you know, flow through my day with ease. Um, but yeah, I'm still kind of getting the hang of all my scheduling stuff. I think it might be a little bit more challenging as Oleg gets older and like he has social engagements. Like I don't really have any, but like he probably will, you know, with like play dates and things like that. But um, since I allot my time to just like once in the morning on Instagram and once in the evening, uh, it's been, it's been really really smooth and helpful. Um, my husband usually schedules his work day with making products, answering emails, packing everything, um, towards the end of the day. So like he can spend, um, at least like three to four hours with Olek during the day, like all of us can be together and that's really helpful. So I'm, I'm really, really grateful that he's able to work from home in that way. And that is, that was the purpose of us, like doing everything online and like creating, this business was to be together essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like my right hand man. So how other people have like nannies, I have like my husband <laughs> who I'm like, Hey, can you just take him for a minute? Because I need to like load the dishwasher. And he does that. So I am super, super grateful for him. That's beautiful. You guys, you guys seem to have a very nice model of uh, a family unit and dynamic and, doing it at your own pace and in your own way, which yeah. is, it's very refreshing. I think for a lot of people to see, um, that there's other possible ways of moving through life. If we can, if we can commit to it and keep it, keep that North star present that that's possible. Yeah. 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 Cause it doesn't like from everything you just said, you're not like, you know, there's, you know, 24 hours in a day and I, you know, <laughs> like hustle away at whatever, which is a lot of what we are breaking now as a society, but it's still, yeah. it's still out there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a lot of pressure. I mean, I know a lot of moms like feel that pressure to like work and get this done and like, Oh my God, I only have this much time. I'm like, gotta get to do all these things. And, um, I just find that that causes so much more stress. And I'm really, really aware of stress in general, like, and how it affects my body. Um, I've been super stressed in my life before. And so I know how degrading it can be to the health. Um, and so I just try to keep the perspective of like, life is just, it's just life. Like you're just, you're creating what you want it to be like you get to decide how you want your day to go you know and so I always like tell myself that because it helps me slow down and put things into perspective um 
I think a lot of what I do during the day is like (laughs) self-reflection and a lot of like self-talk and, and pep talk too. Um, because like I'm human and I get annoyed at things and I get frustrated when I am trying to cook dinner and all my son wants to do is sit on the couch and have me nurse him, you know, and, and I, I practice ecological breastfeeding. He can nurse whenever he wants. And, um, so, you know, I've, I've learned to, to really kind of be like, okay, like let's let it all go. (laughs) And, um, I hope other women start to do that and stop trying to like keep up with the keep up with the Joneses in that way. Like, okay, I need to get to this best school and this preschool and like, okay, he needs that type of clothing and that type of food. And, you know, and, and there's all these checklists that people have and um, I'm definitely not on one of those. <laughs> yeah. Or even think- if they don't. Yeah. I hope priorities are starting to shift now because for so long it's been kind of like academics and achievement mm-hmm. over life, regardless of how it's affecting the kids, regardless of the pressure or added stress that it's bringing. It's just like, these are the markers and, um, we got to do it because this is the pace that society's moving at. I mean, I know that when, uh, when we moved here, I was just talking to my mom about this actually, um, yesterday, but when we moved to the U S it was like so sudden and quick that they, I think to try to keep us to keep up with like the school system, they immediately put my older brother and I back into school before we even really knew the language. Mm -hmm. Um, and thinking back through it now, just from like a developmental psychology perspective, I'm like, it would have been really nice to ease into the country. You know, even if we got a few months behind even if I was going to be the oldest one of my grade, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I know uh, people, I mean, it's interesting. Cause like when you have a baby, like they, they initiate you, they sort of like indoctrinate you into that whole entire system and that comparison uh, system right away with like uh, your development of your child. Like how well is your child developing on the scale of the average American, which I think is relatively low anyways. <laughs> like, I don't think that we should be comparing ourselves to the entire country of people who likely don't care about their health. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, the idea is like, okay, your child is this, this height, this weight, like they're developing, they've said this word and that word, and there's all these different scales. And I think it's good to be aware of things and and educate yourself on development of a child. Um, But that like yearly average changes all the time. And I remember there's this antique shop near where we live. And this woman had like a new grandchild and she asked us like a few times that we had gone in there like oh like where is he at on like the you know in his height and weight I'm like I don't know he's never seen a doctor like I don't even know what the scale is (laughs) you know but it's just interesting because that's where people like go to automatically they're just like oh he looks healthy and he's doing all the right things but what's his height and weight (laughs) you know um so it's interesting how people are that way. And I, I think we just need a lot of unprogramming <laughs> to happen. Yeah. I think, you know, parents are, everyone is really just trying to do their best. And 
back to also kind of circling back to what you were saying of encouraging people to take back the power over their own health. Yeah. I think even in our lifestyle and our educational choices and, and how children are raised in many ways, it's been kind of delegated to a few authorities, to a few experts that say, this is what is right. Um, without a lot of encouragement to tune into our bodies and to be aware of the stress, uh, and and what that's doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it takes a lot of, um, experience for yourself to kind of go against the grain, you know, like my whole life at a very young age kind of showed me, you know, what the system was doing. Um, and what can happen to you if you put yourself in that system and just give up your power completely. And so, you know, for me, I, I feel very confident to like question it all and go against the grain in that way, but not everyone has that experience. And so I do know that like what I've gone through is more rare. (laughs) It's not as common to be that sick, that young, Um, and also come out on the other side, deciding like, I'm not a victim to this. Like I can choose to change that story if I want to. Um, I think a lot of people go through something like that and then they're just like, I'm a sick person. Yeah. Like, yes, that's that's what I am. And I feel for those people because I know how hard it is. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really why I try to encourage people to take that kind of responsibility for their life, because I know that if they just dig deep, they can overcome it. Yeah. And the thing is like, I, you and I were thrust into these things really young. So we were kind of like, this is going to be your path in this lifetime. So what I always say is that for people like me and you and other people that have been given these health situations, I also do not like to identify myself to anything that is happening because I don't, I don't align with it fully. This is just something that I'm working through right now, but it is not an identity. I want to even like, I have this thing. I don't even know what I have, but I, was we were put on this path super early because we experienced the side effects of a broken health model. But the thing is, is that it's kind of reverse for some people. It's going to show up in some way down the line and maybe it's going to show up some way down the line. So this is why I'm so passionate and you're so passionate about helping people wake up now before it does happen because we experienced it super young, super in our face. So we had to deal with it now, but just because someone hasn't dealt with it early, doesn't mean they're not going to deal with something like that down the line because our bodies, like we have to take care of them and tend to them or else they begin to break down. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you see that a lot with like older people who are just like, well, I'm just old. Yeah. I'm like sick. And yes. And I just, I just don't think that that's true. You don't have to be sick and old at the same time. You know, you don't, you know, we normalize like all these different things. Like we normalize headaches every day. We normalize like physical pain every day. And so people are walking around sick with so many different symptoms without ever acknowledging or even trying to find the root cause. They just think like, 
I'm just going to take a pill for this. They're like, I'm just going to ignore this until like I'm physically disabled, you know, one trillion billion percent. That's literally what I was going to say is that. So like I have friends now walking around and I have so much empathy for them because they don't, you know, I don't know. They're not, everyone is on the same journey that we are, but people walk around like, oh yeah, you know, during my period, this is like all of the horrible things that I experience. And oh yeah, I get like migraines once a month and I do. And it's so normalized where it's like, no, that's not part of the human experience. Like it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I know. Especially with like the female cycle. Mm -hmm. women are just in excruciating pain every month. And that's just not normal. It's not like to be debilitated, like doubled over vomiting or like can't get out of bed. Um, And we're taught that like, no periods are just bad. They're just like not fun, you know? And and, like, you're just going to be sick for that time. And I think it really pushes women to like tune all that stuff out, like tune out um, their body and tune out like, okay, my intuition is telling me that this is not right, but you're telling me that it's totally normal and everyone experiences this. So I should just ignore it. And I think people then ignore it. What would you say to somebody who hasn't been because of their health kind of like forced to become very conscious of this, but wants to, and doesn't even know really where to start or how to make sense of it. Like for myself, speaking for myself, if I start getting into wanting to get more information, I get so overwhelmed immediately by the amount of information that's out there and how much of it contradicts itself that I'm just like, can somebody simplify this for me? Like, yeah, where's the most basic place? So I think that's where, you know, really for me, like I was stuck in that frame of mind too, because from like an Ayurvedic point of view and like then a holistic nutrition, like those two things combined would be, I'd say more like mainstream healthy, like, you know, eat more vegetables, like avoid um, meat and, you know, just like these like typical things that you'd go to a nutritionist to, to understand. So I had to really work through that and like unlearn a lot of what I did learn Um, And all that came back to physiology and biology. If you just like pick up a basic physiology book, you'll have a better understanding of how the body actually works. Like there's this big argument that like sugar is bad for you and your body doesn't need sugar and sugar is like cocaine of the brain, which is bizarre to me. Glucose sugar is your prime, your body's primary source of fuel. And the only way that you know that is if you understand physiology. And it's very weird to me how there are like doctors who don't understand physiology. And it might be that they're just not taught that in school. Like there's a curriculum that avoids teaching that because the government, (laughs) big pharma, everyone has like this alternate agenda, right? Um, So it could, it could be that. And people could be like, that's a conspiracy. Yeah, maybe. But also if you look at like health books from the 1920s, like they say sugar is fuel for the body. And if you notice how the body uses fuel, um, even without studies, even without all those books, and you just actually recognize like, you know, okay, when I eat sugar and it's void of polyunsaturated fats, because, um, they will compete for each other. 
when you have them together. And this is where people get confused because they're like, sugar is bad. No, polyunsaturated fats are bad. Sugar is good. But in our food system, both of those are combined together. But if you just have the sugar, avoid from the polyunsaturated fat and you do an experiment for yourself, you'll see that your body will use that as fuel. What's an example of a few polyunsaturated fats for people who are like, what in the world is that word? <laughs> yeah. So um, the acronym for that would be PUFA. So if you go to my page, you'll see like PUFA um, and it's a polyunsaturated fatty acid. And an example would be uh, seeds, seed oils, canola oil, sunflower oil, almond oil, uh, fish oil, um, safflower oil, uh, grapeseed oil, pretty much all the vegetable oils except for coconut oil, which is fully saturated. Okay. So PUFAs interfere with our cells' ability to use glucose as fuel. So if you eat a donut that's fried in sunflower oil, then you're not going to be able to use that sugar as fuel and it's going to turn to fat. And that's an issue. So people really just need to change the conversation and talk about sugar in context, which is sugar by itself in many different forms, fructose, glucose, sucrose, um, can be used as fuel for the body. But once you add in that fat, uh, it's, it just, it turns to fat. <laughs> so it's really important to understand like those basic principles. And I do go over them on my page. Um, I have like a where to start highlight because I get a ton of questions about that, but I think it just really makes sense to people. Um, once you start to unlearn the mainstream information and you start to learn, uh, I guess what's more true physiology and biology. I'm not really sure how to define it other than it's not mainstream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I do think that if something is not mainstream, we should probably uh, question, we should question the mainstream thing because obviously if something was working, then everyone would be healthy, but it's not working. So uh, I think the alternative path is usually the way to go. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to see these mainstream narratives if you're not directly being affected by them or consciously being affected by them. And you kind of see people like us who talk about the alternative path, like you, you hear it and you're like, that's kind of cool. And then you neglect it. And it's not until something happens to you and you actually start getting curious about these not super widely known ways of living Yeah, that you're like, oh my God, this makes so much sense it makes yeah. so much sense. And it, at, at, you know, it's conducive to the animal that we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that also people really get hung up on like studies and then they also don't realize like the type of group of people that these studies are being done on or these, all these different factors to make a study true. Like yeah. you can pretty much disprove any study. Um, <laughs> But that's why I think, yeah. you know, that's why I encourage people to really experiment for themselves and just see the results. Um, because I know that if they do that experiment, they actually will get the results that they want. Um, you know, incorporating sugar, eliminating uh, polyunsaturated fatty acids, using um, a moderate amount of saturated fats and, you know, not demonizing foods in general. Um, I think that most women are also like extremely undernourished. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I consume like around 4,000 calories a day, which is mind blowing to some people, but I'm a mom and I have to 
I'm breastfeeding still. And like, I have a lot of tasks that I have to do during the day. And so uh, all of that is energy spent. And so if we are not consuming enough energy to buffer the stress that we're under, we're going to be depleted completely. And that's actually going to slow metabolism down and make you have more health problems. You know, there, it, it comes out in different ways for people. Like some people could be gaining weight. Some people could be losing their hair. Some people could be their teeth degrading. Some people could be their skin. It could be their digestion. You know, um, our physiology is the same, but the, what we're predisposed to is, is a bit different. So the symptoms will show up in uh, varying ways, but no one is the exception to stress. So I do think that everyone needs to be nourishing their bodies completely. Mm -hmm. The last two cents thing, something that came up for me um, in watching your page was that felt really important from my perspective as a mental health um, therapist, psychotherapist, is that seeing you after you had your baby, how gentle you were with your body and how accepting you were with your body and how you normalized the rate at which women's bodies actually recover. And in doing that, you were also challenging the expectations that society puts on us. And we end up internalizing and putting on ourselves in regards to the way our bodies look, uh, because I've seen your example. And then I've, I've, seen, you know, had other friends and, and just people in my life that have had children. And I see how much pressure they put on themselves to be back in the gym and to snap back and, and have that like pre-child body back as a top yeah. priority while at the same time, right. Breastfeeding and, and doing all the other things. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it, and I, I think I shared this, like, it's not like that it came easy for me. Like, of course, like I'd look in the mirror, I'd be like, oh, like <laughs> go away, you know? But, you know, I think people forget like how much it takes to grow a human and then birth a human. I'm like, hello, you just grew something inside your body. Like you grew something in your body. <laughs> like that's mind blowing. That is mind blowing. And women like, do not understand like the type of stress that that puts the body under and like how much we need to like nourish to get back to where we need to be. And I was really happy to take it slow. Um, and I was really, really excited to show that as an example to women, because, um, everyone told me you're going to just bounce back right, right away. Like, cause I just have always been like petite and thin, um, I never really struggled with my weight. So that was just something that people would just tell me. And when I was pregnant, I gained like over 60 pounds. Like I was huge. And I'm like five, two and a half. Like my belly was gigantic. Like when I was about to give birth, I was like so ready for it. I was like, oh my God, this is so much weight, you know? Um, but I'm, I'm really happy that I didn't worry about the weight while I was pregnant because my son was in, is, is still insanely healthy. Like, I don't even know if I've ever seen a child as healthy as him and, and it was all just worth it, you know? And even now, like being one and a half years postpartum, um, is like, my body is not exactly where like I'd want it to be, but like, I'm so healthy. Like I'm, and my cycles are regular. Like my skin is great. My hair is great. Like I didn't have postpartum hair loss. I didn't have like all these like terrible symptoms that women go through. And I think that a huge part of why they go through that is because they're so depleted and they don't nourish themselves and they're back in the gym working out. I could, I mean, 
postpartum, like especially the first four months, I could not imagine lifting weights or like doing some sort of exercise. Like, of course I move my body. Like we walk like four to six miles a day. Like we love to walk. So like I'm, I am active in that way, but that's very non-stressful. Um, and I just, I couldn't imagine doing it any other way. And I really did want to uh, document that for women. So they just feel encouraged to trust the process because it's hard to trust that process. But if you do it the right way and you lower stress by consuming more calories, nutrient dense calories, and you, you really just allow your body to come back to the way that it was before, like it will happen, you know, in its own time. And everyone is going to be at a different time because everyone's under different stress and their lifestyles are different and their, their home life is different. Maybe their child has a different personality. Um, but ultimately if you trust your body, like your body will heal. You just have to give your body what it needs and then it will heal. And I've seen that time and time again throughout my entire journey. Um, and especially with postpartum, um, my husband was a, a huge support through that time though. So, um, I think that I got lucky in that way because he comes from a physiology background. And like any time that I had like a thought or said out loud, like, I just wish that I could drop this weight quicker. <laughs> you know, he would just remind me that um, it's just, it's going to take you some time and like oh. your body is going through this. And so uh, I don't think a lot of women have that from their husbands, at least from what, who the women that I've spoken to. Um, so if there's any man that is listening to this, just be gentle with your wives because it's really, really important for their healing. And women are going to have stronger libidos when they're healthier, not when they're depleted. Like women don't want to have sex when they're depleted. Mm. That's just a given. Mm. So I feel like overall, we should just be supportive of nourishing the woman's body um, because then everyone would just be happier and healthier. Yes. Oh my gosh. And we're getting towards the end of this. And I know you have a whole baby waiting for you. So <laughs> I want to just end with a question of, Okay. Also, everyone, please go to Noelle's Instagram because she has so much information, like truly so much information. <laughs> I'm like, you are brilliant with how much, you know, and it oh, makes so much sense. It makes yeah. a lot of sense. And I think that everyone could benefit men, women, you are really here supporting a lot of women, but a lot of, there's a lot of information about humans in general and how to heal. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm like, my highlights are the, I think the place like really start because, um, I like share a lot in there, like on my stories rather. I mean, I, I post too, but there was like a period of time where I wasn't kind of posting it much. Like if you look at my post number per page for like other people, like mine's very low because I, I really do focus on the stories and there's enough content in there to have like a couple of courses. So I just, Oh my like, God. Yeah. As a digital like marketer, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you could literally package so much of this stuff. I know. It's unreal how much information you have on there. And it's so helpful. And you're one of the first people who the way that you communicate about eating feels like how we used to eat and it's not, does not feel restrictive at all. And you look at you and you're glowing. So it's like, okay, <laughs> this makes a lot of sense. And also, you know, of course, at the end of the day, always everyone do what feels best for you. Learn to question your own being in your own system, but it's really nice to have different 
people who have gone through this journey and they can give you some information that they've learned. So you don't get to a spot in your life when you actually, you know, you're like, I don't even know where to begin. Like, cause my doctor just wants to give me antibiotics, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. So this is what I wanted to ask. I know we can't, it's hard to kind of generalize this, but mm-hmm. if you could give like three top tips for women to be in their best health, whether it's like, and maybe, maybe like three supplements that they should be taking mm-hmm. or three things okay. that they should be incorporating into their diet. Okay. So I would say the first thing would be to limit or completely like eliminate, uh, polyunsaturated fats, especially in like the form of vegetable oils, like, which is going to take some work to, if you're buying like packaged food, like you have to read it and it's in everything. So basically start cooking your own food, (laughs) um, eat enough animal based protein, uh, bioavailable protein. Like there are some uh, plant forms of protein that will be okay. Um, but you have to properly prepare them like beans and lentils and things like that. They need to be properly prepared, which it would be, uh, to soak and sprout them and then pressure cook them with a seaweed called kombu. This helps to make them actually digestible to the human digestive system. So getting in at minimum 120 grams of protein per day, this is going to help your hormones balance is going to help you produce more progesterone and hopefully reduce your estrogen load. So it's going to help your liver, um, include a raw carrot salad, which is basically one to two raw organic carrots peeled and then grated. And you add in, um, a teaspoon of coconut oil and half a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar and a pinch of salt and mix it up. And you eat that daily. That's going to help your body reduce its endotoxin load and, um, be able to expel the excess estrogen that could be floating around your body and suck in your tissues. Those are like three dietary things that I think are really important for anyone to implement. And I feel like everyone can start doing those things like right away. Um, in terms of supplements, I think women really need to focus on their minerals. Um, the more stress you're under, the more you're going to burn through your mineral stores. And if you're trying to conceive you're pregnant or you're postpartum, something to remember is you lose 10% of your mineral stores with every pregnancy. So every time that you, that's 10% of your mineral stores. So you really need to replenish that. And if you're trying to conceive or you're pregnant, you need to think about preparing for that depletion at the end of pregnancy. Um, and I would include a magnesium supplement. There are so many different types of magnesium, but magnesium bicarbonate is the most bioavailable magnesium form. And it is depleted in our water and our soil, which it used to not be, but industrialization completely depleted it. So I think it's a really great supplement to start on. If you can't digestively tolerate that, um, magnesium chloride sprays are really good topically to get your body, um, adjusted to it. Cause some people will take magnesium bicarbonate and have like diarrhea. And so that is a sign that you are not ready for that amount. And so I would apply it topically and then move on to the magnesium bicarbonate. Another supplement would be Shiluji, which is actually an ancient Ayurvedic medicine, and it's used to support the metabolism and your mineral stores, energy and vitality. It's um, like a resin, it's a tar that comes from the Himalayan mountains. Um, And you just take a very small amount of it every single day. And that's going to help with your nutrient stores, but it's also going to help with um, building up 
your mineral stores and just helping support your metabolism. And then lastly, I think that everyone should be taking beef liver of some sort, whether you're taking it through food, you're eating like cooked beef liver, liver pate, you're taking a raw shot of beef liver, or you're taking a desiccated form in a capsule, which is probably what most people will reach for if they've never had beef liver before. But it's extremely important to get that um, bioavailable vitamin A in the retinol form. Uh, There's a big difference between the retinol form of vitamin A and the carotene form of vitamin A, which the carotene is what you're going to get from plants like sweet potatoes. So sweet potatoes is not an efficient form of vitamin A for the body. And for anyone that is plant-based, really look into this um, because that's where you're going to get vitamin A toxicity, um, which is very rarely happens with um, the retinol form, especially when taken from beef liver. It's not that it's unheard of, like you shouldn't be taking beef liver every single day, uh, but you could take it a couple of times a week. If you live somewhere that's really sunny, like if you're in Hawaii or Florida or California, California, other states. Yeah. Um, you need to make sure that you are replenishing your vitamin A. Vitamin A is something that stores in the body, whereas something like B vitamins, they don't store in the body. So when you take the B vitamins, you use them up. Vitamin A can store in the body, but if you're out in the sun all the time, vitamin D can deplete vitamin A. So people that live in sunnier places might need more vitamin A than people that live in colder, darker places. Uh, So those are some things to keep in mind, but I think those are three supplements that are really, really helpful. Uh, We have supplements that we sell. Our number one selling supplement is ThyroPlus, but it's always out of stock, except for on Sundays, we do um, upload a whole new stock of it at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for anyone that wants to try to grab it. Um, That is a whole food form of a supplement that's going to help with anything um, with your metabolism. If you have PCOS, if you have endometriosis, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, basically any metabolic disorder, this is a really um, balanced supplement that that can help you, uh, especially if you're nutritionally, like not on point with everything yet, usually, Mm -hmm. or if you're breastfeeding or if you're pregnant, like it can take the place of a prenatal, uh, which is something like I use that instead of like using a prenatal, I do everything through food and then supplement with our thyro plus, but we're hoping to have a larger stock of it soon. Um, we're going to kind of cut back on our skincare and do more of that and just see how things go. We're still going to sell our skincare, but it's going to, we're going to try to manage it a little bit different to see, um, if we can get a larger stock to people since it's such uh, a sought after supplement. Yes. Yes, please. And I just want to say for everyone who heard all of that and you're like, what even in the world does every other word mean? I know. Like take a deep breath. Truly. I know it can be very overwhelming if you're not very in, if you, if you haven't like been, if you're not like me and Noel, who literally are like reading about this stuff morning tonight. And even still, I'm like, I don't, I have to look up some of those words, but just see, maybe it might help to also see where your blood levels are at and then see what you're lacking and what you're not. And just like, take it easy. This doesn't need to be something you implement all at once. Just get a little bit curious, go stalk Noel's Instagram and see like what certain things mean. And it's a, it's this journey is a, it's a, you know, from now till we die, it's not something we need to do until like next Friday. Yeah, exactly. This is not like, my approach is not like a quick fix whatsoever. Like this is a long-term solution 
uh, and it's a whole lifestyle shift, but I can promise that when you, when you start to shift those things, your body's going to be more nourished. You're going to have more energy. You're going to have a better cycle. You're going to be more fertile. Um, and you're just going to be more resilient to stress. And, uh, the where to start highlight on my page is just a really great place. Cause I give tangible tips on how you can start to implement this whole, um, bioenergetic nutrition kind of approach to things, um, the slow living, everything included in that. Um, but yeah, it, it should just be like a day by day thing. And when you're shifting things in your life and you're, you're taking up a new habit, you should just do one thing at a time. You know, uh, if you took anything from that list and you're just like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do the carrot salad once a day. Once you get on that once a day and it's consistent for you and it's like second nature, then you move on to something else. And this is a really good way to make it not into a diet because it's not a diet. It's like a whole lifestyle shift um, and to get it to work for you. Yes. And I mean, I am like a Aries who loves to like, I'm like, I want everything and I want it now. And I've had to learn through in the beginning of my own health journey, I would just take like, it'd be like, take two pills. I'm like, great. Six pills. We're going to like triple time this up. But once you really do allow yourself to kind of just, I'm just going to be super flexible with this. Um, I'm so glad that you guys rounded that out with some gentle <laughs> calming techniques at the same time. Cause even for me, I, I, I am that person who's like, Oh my God. Okay. So like notepad. Da, 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 da. Also though, how do you spell the resin? Um, S H I J wait, she also on her IG. Okay. S H I L A J I T. She legit. Okay. 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 She legit. Um, yeah. it's like, it's all over my page. I have a post on it. Uh, I have a highlight on it too. You know, that's something easy to implement. And I think everyone can pretty much benefit from it. There's like no contraindications with it. Um, it's a natural organic compound. Um, but it's really, really helpful. I've been taking it for more than 15 years. It can really help you detox heavy metals. Um, if you had a vaccine injury or take them, can help you detox from the heavy metals in those. Um, it's, it's a really amazing supplement. I think it's, it's definitely like one of the few that I always recommend to people to take, like, even if they're like a total novice and like working with their health. And I know the information can be like really overwhelming, but it's also really, um, it's really like accessible. Like it's, it's digestible too. Um, I don't think it needs to be super complicated. Like I, use kind of all the, <laughs> the, the proper terms for things, but just so people like feel confident, um, relaying that information to somebody else. Cause if you talk to somebody who does know biology or physiology, or is like a doctor, or if you go to your doctor and you're like, I'm eating sugar and, and you don't know how to explain like what it does to the body, they're just going to like make you feel insecure. And like, you don't know what you're talking about. So I just want people to like feel that they have the confidence to go about their life and, and just be able to tell other, I mean, you don't need to justify anything that you're doing, but, you know, also just feel like safe in what you're doing. And like, you don't owe anyone an explanation, but if you did want to give someone an explanation, you could, you could. Yeah. Important. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And where can, is there something right now that you want everyone to be on the lookout or where can everyone find you? 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Noel Covery. And we have our, um, like our beauty care line with all the supplements and the proof of free skincare. Um, we have a whole bunch of different products and that's at Forever Healthy LLC. Um, right now I have like a bunch of things in the work. I'm working on putting together a recipe ebook and maybe making it hardcover. I'm not sure. And then my husband and I are going to this year, write a book on, um, fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum at some point, but I don't know <laughs> when that's going to come about. But right now, um, I think just getting to my Instagram and, and I, diving into all that information would be really awesome for people to digest. And then, yeah, our products. Okay, perfect. We'll link Amazing. everything below. And one of the last questions that we ask all of our guests is what does mental health, um, mean for you? Right. Is that how we say it? What does mental yeah. health mean for you or how do you define it for yourself? Yeah. Right at now? this point in your life. Yeah. Um, so I think that, I mean, mental health affects every aspect of your health. Um, and this is something I think physiologists get wrong. They think that your physiology affects your mental health. And I don't think that that's true. I think it's the other way around. It's your spirit that affects your, your body. Um, and so if you, you can do everything right in your lifestyle, like do all the practices, every little thing is perfect, but if you're not mentally sound, none of it's going to work. Um, so I think that the imp most important thing that people do is work on their inner self. Um, that is your sacred being <laughs> that is who you are. And so, yeah, I think mental health is greatly overlooked, but it's the most important factor when it comes to your healing and to your peace daily. Mm, I love that. Amazing. And yes. you're Scorpio. I think I've I seen am. this. Okay. <laughs> I think I saw you post about it once. We guess all of our people's signs at the yeah. end of it. Um, no one ever guess, guesses me as like a Scorpio. I would not have really guessed funny. that if I didn't I see that. You know, it's funny because like I I had like when I was younger, I definitely had like the ill qualities of Scorpio, like and <laughs> unevolved. Worked, yeah. I've worked really hard to like move away from that and it worked. So I do think that like you can be like a good sign, like of yeah. yourself. <laughs> There's like the unevolved um, and the evolved versions of yeah, all the signs. I'm definitely like an evolved Scorpio, but I do have like Scorpio tendencies, I guess, in a way. Um my husband's a Pisces and my son's a cancer. So we're all water Ooh. signs. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We looked up like, um, like the best sign. I mean, Scorpios and Pisces are great for marriage. And mm -hmm. we've looked up like, what's the best sign to have as like a child that's going to be the easiest to raise. And cancer was one of them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys are all very compatible. Yeah. You guys all flow. Do you know your moon sign? Yes. I'm a Leo. Oh, do you know your oh, rising? Yeah. Uh huh. And your rising? Um, it's Pisces. That's what I was wow. would have guessed as your main sign, but your rising is how you come off. Yeah. So okay, yeah. amazing. I'm Aries, Sun, Scorpio, Moon. Oh, Cancer rising. Oh. Paula is Leo, Sun, Cancer, Moon, Gemini <laughs> yeah. rising. Oh, uh -huh. nice. Okay. Yeah, cool. My husband is a Scorpio rising and I think he comes off more as a Scorpio than I do. 
I love yeah. Scorpios. I love y'all. I love y'all <laughs> to death. So like so intense. I know. But I do think that Scorpios are like an amazing sign. You know, they're very creative people. They're usually like extremely passionate. And passionate, fiery. Yeah. I always yeah. call them the fire sign that cries because they're not fire signs, but they're yeah. like a fire sign that cries. So like they're yeah. fi- they're fiery, but also they've got that watery. Yeah, sensitivity to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but you're a Scorpio Leo. That's that's a. That's I know a you've done pop. a lot of work because you sound <laughs> you seem so calm and patient. I'm like you should like yeah. fire. But I think that like that's why I'm able to do like what I do online because like I'm a Leo and a Scorpio, so like I have that intensity and like I can, like I can burn through things. Like I can go through things. Like I can be present and kind of do multiple things and like the Leo's just like want to be like out there and like mm-hmm. seen. And so I think that part of me is what makes me be able to like be present online. Cause I think if I wasn't, if I didn't have that Leo, I'd probably be a little bit more like reserved and like not want to be out in the open. And do you know your North node? Oh, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I know. We're I just, I we're know. just okay. indulging then, ourselves now. I know now I'm indulging myself. I swear I'll let you guys got it. Are you a projector? human design do you know I don't know I've always wanted to do that though. oh oh look but it I up might on be. jovianarchive.com or google you just go okay. google jovian archive human design calculator and it'll tell you but we're projectors you kind of feel like one where projectors are very much about resting and moving slow and they kind of just they show who they are they amplify themselves to the world and then the world kind of will come to them and we're projectors are also rewriting the new paradigm, the new oh, scripts. That sounds like me, yeah. Yeah. I must be a projector mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's wait and see, right? <laughs> yeah, we'll wait and see. I know. See. Let's see what comes up. Okay. Thank you so much for thank being you, on Noelle. this podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this was yeah. such such an honor. I cannot wait to listen back to it. I cannot wait yeah. to share you with our community. And I know my mom is doing backflips in the background because <laughs> we're big Noel fans. Oh, she's the best. Okay, Noelle, we'll let you go. All right. To be with your beautiful family. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.